See, education is a man-making process. Yes, because information you can get. Information anyone can give you, but the school is a miniature world. Hello everyone, I am Asif and you are listening to Hello Educator. In this episode, you will be listening to Mrs. Anuradha. She is the principal and correspondent of Chidvikas Vidya Mandir Coimbatore. Chidvikas was started in 2006. The majority of the kids are first generation learners in the school. Anumam is uh, fascinated by Dr. Maria Montessori's philosophy. Uh, she incorporates a lot of uh, Montessori philosophy in uh, Chitvikas. So, um, let's listen to her. Uh, hello, Anu ma'am. Uh, welcome to the show. Hello. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Chitvikas. Tell us like why you started and uh, what does it uh, stand for? The first thing is that I always wanted to be teaching. Okay. So, when an opportunity to teach stopped at one point of Time, that was somewhere around 2005 I was in the school which I thought was my final destination and the opportunity there stopped I really didn't know what to do I stayed at home six months seeing whether I can think of doing something else but nothing else came into my mind so just I just took the plunge of starting Chidvika so that I could do things that I would want to do like for example when I was heading a bigger school I couldn't make big changes because everything was moving in one particular direction. I couldn't go and stop that direction and say turn around. That was difficult. But if I had been in that school for some more time, maybe I would have taken them along and taken a small U-turn and then taken it forward. But since that was not possible and I said, okay, let me start my own school and uh, I will do it the way I want to do it. That is how Chitrika started. And... Montessori philosophy is something that has really, I mean, really influenced me. So I wanted to start it off with Montessori, with the Montessori philosophies, philosophy in place. We initially started off with, you know, the environment which had two and a half to six years old, all in one environment. Okay. But somewhere I got to face some practical problem. That is, if the bigger child is a little uh, aggressive, a smaller get, child gets very intimidated and doesn't feel safe in such an environment. So then I, certain areas, I, I changed it. And then I went ahead. I started with just two children. But somehow I just picked up and mostly by word of mouth, people started joining Chitvikas. And today we are where we are. If you ask me, I'm not that really happy because in many areas I have compromised. Okay. Many areas where I want to do, uh, like, I would have wanted to do it. Like, for example, I have not been able to carry on the Montessori, at least the uh, materials, the philosophy, yes, it's always there. But, to, you know, the equipment and the materials to carry right. it forward the LKG class or the UKG class and things like that, I have not been able to do. That is one thing. One basic thought for me is the child is the focal point for the school and the parent. Right. 
we should never see the parent as you know someone at the opposite side right we both have to work together for the child okay so when there were some inputs from parents i did take it which was not what the what i would have really loved to do so like that some compromises i have done as far as it because it's concerned there's lots more that can be done that is the okay. uh, yeah. that is that is what i keep on every morning is yeah can we can do this let we can do this we should be doing this is all that that's that's what keeps running in my mind all the time okay can you tell us like how uh, different is uh, chidvikas from a regular regular uh, i mean it, it feels like a just just another school but then like uh, yeah. uh, people who are involved in that uh, know the difference can you uh, tell yeah. the listeners like how different it is from a, a bigger school uh since i have also been in regular schools see there's one thing that one uh, first thing that comes into my mind is stamping a child who doesn't do well you know saying he's not good he's a he's a failure that stamp that we give right that is something that uh, we don't do to our children another thing is i very strongly believe schools should teach parents should should complement the teaching right while i have always seen i mean when everything is going good it's good but if there is a problem with a child we call the parents we make them sit in front of us as a teacher or a principal and say what are you doing you're doing nothing for the child you're not teaching him properly that was something i could never ever take at any point of time we are supposed to be teaching they they'll help us correct the teaching is ours correct teaching is from our side the values yes we will give values but i believe the family should be giving more values we have never ever told your child is bad or uh, you ha- you are not doing anything to the child yes definitely we will we might say look we had sent some work through the diary please make sure that it is done these kind of things because they have to be it is it's not a stand alone process okay. so definitely they have to co- help us that way but we cannot squarely put the blame on the uh, parent saying that but because i've seen this happening that is what i'm saying okay. not that i have done it in anybody this has been happening like uh, any any even maybe as you as a child if they say you had gone and sat in the teacher the, this would be the complaint padikirade like not studying at all what are you doing about it and things like that so that right. is something we don't do then i very strongly believe that whatever exposure i we can give that child we should be giving that Correct. is something which i'm very strong other than the textbook learning is there but there are many things they should be seeing and uh, if possible not the exposure should be a very good level like right. if there is a what shall i say if somebody in music is coming it should not be any mediocre but the level they should be able to see something which is good really good so they know okay they shouldn't be satisfied with something uh, they shouldn't feel okay with something mediocre okay so i'm uh, like even if it's something uh, somebody is drawing something let them see something really real good art anything i'm trying to bring in some real good people areas which children will be liking to watch to get expose them to such things so that is something i'm really trying to do okay because since it's a it's it's a, it's a second guy the second level city i don't want them to be left out on that i mean i guess more Correct. when i'm when i think of art and music and dance and all that is more of it because definitely i feel coimbatore is a place where those aspects are all made you know 
chalta hai attitude is the real good ones i want them to see if i had if i had the wherewithal for everything maybe i'll get the best of people to come and talk to right. uh, chitvikas chil correct so, so but but whatever little i can whatever i can do that is within my capacity i definitely try and well, just not just out anything everything whatever they can see and let me tell you this all started you know by the whole idea came with just one child in school marsh when i saw him he was drawing so beautifully okay so then i i knew of a person shivprasad he runs yes. real works uh, studio now yes so i thought maybe he this boy should be exposed to something animation for he knows okay my art can be taken to another level like this correct so the idea started from there and then shiva prasad and then there's armugam all of them came in and then they started uh, you know helping us to take get children different kinds of expression not just this this is only art maybe i would have been limited if these people did not come in and help i would have been limited in whom to bring and things like that but that's how it started okay because here is a boy with so much of talent he must get much more correct i don't see uh, children uh, in schools as just uh, what what shall i say to churn out marks now that is not education for me correct it's a big fight see if i was a full fledged school i wouldn't have had a big problem because okay parents feel fine up to class 10 my child is there then they what they can decide but with a fifth standard with we have to class why right now it's a big challenge for okay. me to be different to say education is not marks education is not memorizing and you know pouring out of the papers it's something more than that it is a big challenge okay so i have uh, visited jedvikas i see that you know the kids are till fifth standard if i'm right so what i observed is like uh, to me uh, school as uh, i mean as a principal uh, when i was in school i used to fear the principal and not not just me yes. any any kid for that matter so when i came to chidvikas i was uh, kind of uh, taken aback and with surprise to see how a principal you know gets involved with the kids and they are all like uh, happy to see you and uh, talk to you that is something like uh, i yeah. i found it really uh, interesting in uh, chidvikas yeah i think that's another thing i missed out because i don't think fear should be instilled in children that is another uh, it's my there shouldn't be fear there should be respect yes there should be definitely they should dress the pair children must respect the teachers words and be act accordingly but doing something out of fear is i think not at all right because the minute the point of fear is taken off correct people can go back to their uh, whatever they have been doing yes. so it more than fear it's just it is out of some understanding that they should so fear is something i don't want to insult and uh, there are as you said there are many parents who come and tell ma'am please uh, you know put us in i don't want to do that i don't <laughs> want him to be uh, scared See, instilling fear and getting work done has big, is is i think in our blood now yes and if you want independent thinkers if you want people to think independently this should be taken off right you you can you know you out of here this person says something i will do where you're not allowing a child to think at all correct so then that fear is fear element which i mean you i think you rightly observed i don't want children to be scared of 
ஒரு and then they uh, you know they just uh, uh, made a small uh, i mean they just started uh, uh, you know putting their hands in my palm saying gratitude one gratitude thousand gratitude one lakh gratitude yes. i i did not understand <laughs> what what it was can you can you just oh, okay. uh, explain what exactly it is and how it got uh, evolved yeah okay this again was uh, because of a session by sunny nagpal okay so he he spoke to them about many things and but the main fact thing that he said was we have to be grateful to everyone around us you okay. know we are here because of efforts of so many people around us right so we have to be very very gra- grateful to all of them so gratitude is one thing that he i mean i think that one session he put it into them very well so okay. uh, what shall i say when children come and say thank you so we are, we are uh, instead of saying you're most welcome and all that so this is my gratitude to you right they are saying thank you as gratitude and we are saying okay here's your my gratitude thank you thank you for appreciating because they after you you've taken that session right they're coming and saying thank you they're appreciating your session so if your gratitude you're showing your gratitude and so we say here's your 1g we even plan to make some coins and give 1g coin and all that we stay put with this uh, little action and even now children went after my class and they are very happy they say thank you ma'am they came, came out so i just just touch their palms and say that's one g for you okay that is how it evolved uh, otherwise generally a teacher leaves the class thank you ma'am you all i mean it's good morning ma'am and thank you ma'am are all a part of the uh, any routine classes yes. isn't it yes but any class anywhere but here the individual come each one come up to you even sometimes run behind you after the class well thank you they say okay so you know that that pleasure which they say the happiness that they say thank you and see there is nothing very important this there is nothing no material benefit yes okay <laughs> they are not getting a biscuit or they are not getting a chocolate there yes. nothing is there yeah it is just that we sharing bonds and emotion that's being shared and that's very beautiful yeah yeah i i found it very beautiful also in fact like uh, once the session was over i was talking about this to you know uh, aru and uh, obli and i felt really okay. uh, good about it uh, are there any I mean, any other uh, uh, any other things uh, no. uh, like this that uh, that you have uh, inculcated in the children uh, which you think is really working out there is of course you know our school we have we have a the special children in uh, almost every class oh right some who are mild, mildly autistic or some are physically who have a problem right the way the children adapt to these kids is amazing amazing at it okay even just two days before you know there is this boy who really disturbs the class i okay. mean he's in lkg he screams okay when his mood is not i mean especially when something is taken away from him he tries to go he will try and take someone's pencil okay and the child takes back his pencil from him he'll scream okay and he screams in such a way that the whole class whole school will hear okay but i was just i was just observing 
while that was happening one boy okay he just took his eraser and on his own he gave it to ragu okay so you know he was ragu was very happy he got it and he kept playing with that eraser okay these kind of things you will not see i mean you know it's how the children how they take on to those it's something i i, I find found it very amazing even some years before i've I, there was uh, the autistic kid there there was this girl kanishka this was many some years before okay every break time she would put all her efforts to see that to keep this uh, girl, the other girl okay uh, happy and uh, smiling and uh, she would dance in front of her she would sing in front of her you know i brought tears to my eyes so that kind of things is something that you can see in chit because we don't uh keep away children who are i mean see they, these are children who are advised by the therapist to be to be put into regular schools right that is they need they need so their social skills to be developed so we we do accept it and let me tell you the teachers i mean i shouldn't say anything my teachers also you know they don't come up, up and say ma'am we can't manage this they don't they never say that okay. even if there is an issue a big issue we see how to make it a win win situation where the parents also don't find it bad where the children also i mean are not affected where the teaching is not affected we try we keep it open to get a solution so that something works and definitely there are children who seen a lot of efforts and the parents of these children are you know totally very very less this year after the quarterly exam one parent came and told me ma'am i was actually hesitant to put him into a regular school but i'm so happy i put him into a regular school so these kind of things the nice children i mean I, i guess our children are blessed in such a way in one way because they see all this also quite early so you know i believe when they grow up they will be able to accept such people as adults also great this is something like uh, very uh, interesting handling both the kids like the so called normal and the so called special children together has its own uh, challenges they they have their own worries and the normal kids parents there are certain parents who think that you know uh, getting along with uh, such children at this age is not uh, good for their uh, child so how do you deal with uh, such uh, situations at uh, chitvikas so far we've not had an issue from the parents yeah and see, as long as they are not disturbing other children hurting other children that is the only thing that we look into okay and uh, of course we tell the parents of the special special children that we are not trained to take care but we will do whatever best we can so the parents also know and then they give the inputs and they say uh, you know please do like this for them so we do take that special you know uh, care for them you know even maybe create a separate question paper for them if they want the assessment to be done all this we do we make them you know we maybe sit give them a, you know read a little extra for them okay we understand the child's needs and do accordingly those small changes that we have to do for them we definitely do for them we also that is children who are who are not really i mean the regular children not any special but who are really not up to the you know uh, average of the class who are much below okay we definitely help them you know we don't make them feel bad about it okay we make them sit separately maybe we read the you know they might have reading problems we help them to read the question paper and if we find that they have they know it 
they i mean orally they answer it they know the answer okay but it comes a problem comes only in the written so we just you know go there so okay, what is the spelling of this they say yes okay write it okay and then like that we do for these children who are a little slow especially find it difficult to write the right part, writing part of if they know the answer yes we know it then we make the Okay. Otherwise, see, otherwise, it is our uh, teacher's assessment that this child has not yet understood that concept. Let's talk a little bit about your uh, teaching experience. Uh, you have been a correspondent. You have been a teacher. You have been a principal. Let's have a uh, elaborate view of like uh, your uh, experience. So, from eighty-five, I have been teaching, and in uh, now. Ninety-five, I got this chance to become the correspondent of a school. Okay. And then I realized that being a correspondent was not my cup of tea because you were never uh, with the uh, interacting with the students. Okay. I only had to look into the finance part of it, a little bit of administration, a little bit of administration, but mostly finance. Okay. So I realized I wasn't doing. I was not happy. So voluntarily, I took up some classes for the. children in school i said let me go and be with children i want to teach okay so that's what i did as a correspondent of course and as a correspondent you didn't have a you know everyday job kind of a thing as a teacher or a principal has you know you didn't have to look into things every day if everything was fine only at certain points they would you know for some decision making okay and things like that so i could also go and take a class so i, I used to do that and actually i was helping my father was the main person helping and i was assisting him okay. so that way also i was you know a little free so i could go and take classes okay and then i became a principal of the same school okay uh, i shifted I, from the correspondence post i shifted i became the principal okay and then i found it quite challenging meaning there are so many things that you have to deal you have to deal with the government you have to okay. deal with the parents you have to manage the teachers you know all this and the children okay and that's the same now now <laughs> in chitwakas i'm a teacher i'm a principal and a correspondent so you can imagine <laughs> what it is right definitely be teaching is my passion that is where my heart still lies because i don't think i'm very good at administration is another you know you need to have another set of skills Okay. But uh, basically, if you're humane, I think you can get something things done. If you have the empathy with you know with people, I think uh, some kind of uh, you can do some things. I don't have a corporate outlook to the school, so okay. To, I mean, not just uh, at, uh, I'm not talking about the students. I'm talking about the teachers and the other staff. Okay. So, do you think to be a correspondent or principal, for that matter? they have to have an experience of being a teacher i'm not very sure about for a correspondent whether it is really needed because there is okay. generally in most schools correspondents don't have any one to one interaction with teachers uh, with the children but yes definitely a principal and a principal should have gone through uh, should have been a teacher because only then you know the the issues and if the correspondent also know has been a teacher it it makes a whole lot of difference because you know you know how a classroom functions you know the the issues you 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 can plan anything and you can i mean you have to plan and you plan and you go into the class and you realize that 
what you plan cannot be executed so if you are not aware of all this maybe uh, you can take a look but this is what you had put on your plan why didn't this work out it should have worked out you know that kind of uh, we are not dealing with files or uh, you know computers we are dealing with children we are dealing with minds so sometimes it doesn't go as it planned and a better understanding of that will happen even if the the management is also knows you know has that experience what subject specially do you teach i teach english okay. i like all subjects okay okay i li- i really like i like all subjects i think tamil is a wonderful language i like hindi also but okay. of course i have a uh what shall i say because of my education like i stopped with math and science in class 10 okay I mean, I didn't take a formal, but definitely I'm interested. I still look up uh, for science, and I still look up for math, all that. But maybe my inclination more is towards language and speech study more than math and science. So when when we had discussed earlier, like uh, you said that you always wanted to be a teacher, like since when? Since I knew I was what who a teacher was, my games used to be a classroom. other okay. i used to be there was a big water tank okay. and i used to teach my imaginary students and the the naughty students were at the corner so they would get bashed up with my scale i have okay <laughs> at that time okay so it's always been teaching see okay. i used to like dancing so sometimes they would should become a dancer but then i knew it was a very costly affair okay once okay let me tell you one more thing then i was i happened to go to chennai for a short while and i did a course on airline and ticketing and i also got an opportunity while doing the course to work in a travel agency okay but then that only confirmed that <laughs> i'm not made for all that okay i have to be a teacher <laughs> okay your education background is in uh, psychology uh, i mean you have done a course in uh, montessori philosophy as well so uh, how these yes. two are uh, complementing each other and how does it uh, help you to be in the education space see i think i'm a people's person kind of a thing you know i like to look you know see people maybe basically i'm like that so the psychology definitely has helped in uh, handling whether it is children or the adults okay in both ways also it helps handling my own uh, emotions okay <laughs> that is also there okay. and i wouldn't say it is just that i definitely would have to attribute it to the philosophy classes i have been attending from my from a very young age okay so that as far as controlling my mind and of course dealing with because i've been taught in those classes i've been going through how to have the right contact with the world outside okay so that's something uh, that's definitely helped me i mean I, it's not a there is no degree for that but i've been in that achimya mission classes for so many years so that has definitely helped me to control i mean how to deal with myself and then definitely with the people around before going doing a diploma in this montessori i worked in a montessori school in chennai okay where uh, you know i i was mentored by some of the best montessori teachers of the country today they were they were also just coming up in their life and mrs amukta mahapatra uma shankar shanti all these people they now you know they head the montessori uh, tamil nadu chapter and things like that okay 
they were such wonderful people how they i mean i was mentored by them so you can't even raise your voice to the children okay how you walk you know it even changed me as a person that is we had wooden staircase in that school okay i was young then i could easily run up you know and in a wooden staircase there's a lot of noise okay so i fall and said don't run up walk softly just walk you know i had to walk you know to that extent even your physical movement you know i was you have to be completely conscious of yourself when you are in front of the children okay how you talk to them i we couldn't teach something to a child just like that okay even if the child is of course montessori in that environment the children are learning they are learning by doing you know they are doing yes. but suppose if they are struggling a teacher couldn't go and barge and say and help see do this do this no okay. the teacher had to go and ask can i help you do you think you want my help okay and if the child says yes you help the kid okay so that uh, you know that was uh, that was a very big learning for me and i realized you know there was this uh, girl who was 4 uh, uh, or 5 years old she was trained to go to toilet probably but that one day she soiled i mean she went in the class and i didn't even scold her i only said i just my eyes went wide and i said priya that is all i said okay you won't believe it she didn't come to school for two days <laughs> okay so you know the children at that stage are so sensitive is something i realized that that's one big learning i took that is for some children you don't even you, you just have to look and you know they'll fall in place okay so some children you only have to uh, say you know just call their name and they'll fall in place and some children you little louder some children need it in another way more more little more louder or little more but i realized that they are they are watching you and uh, because i've been always nice to them suddenly when i only my voice went up slightly one few decibels louder than the my usual uh, this thing and my eyes went wide open you know as a like shock so that that's all that okay. took her off for two days so you know it took some time for her to you know bring uh, for me to bring her back to me <laughs> okay and uh, another very very cute incident was that you know i was you know passing i had a pencil in my hand i had a bowl with some what should i say photocardle they say no yeah yeah gram in my hand which they found the children found it in montessori okay so i had that i had a pencil another teacher asked for the pencil so with that vessel i just gave the pencil so the gram in the vessel just tilted out and it fell on the ground okay and i have this little guy who might have been maybe <laughs> two and a half feet tall okay with his hands on his hips looking up at me like that <laughs> with a very stern face with a very stern face he said you are a very bad teacher <laughs> <laughs> and and my heart sank and i realized yes because in the went in the montessori environment you couldn't be making those mistakes Okay. You shouldn't be making those mistakes. Okay. So that was, I mean, that is where I learned how, you know, how observant children are and how you have to be at your best behavior in front of them, in front of the children. Because and another thing I learned is, when we introduce a topic, a concept, should never we should absolutely clear because I realize the first time something is taught to them. If you make a small mistake, also they'll catch on to it, and then it's difficult to change it. Okay. So when we are introducing the first time, because in Montessori it is they call it a three-period lesson. Okay. The first time you're going to do it, 
if you don't do i mean a small thing you know like let, i'm just giving an example so it doesn't happen this way if it's a small spelling is a small mistake you make in a spelling no okay. e a you interchange you know yeah. something like that the first time what you teach goes into them i learned it as an observation from my environment that when you're introducing a concept you have to be absolutely correct okay in what you say okay because that goes into them afterwards if you make a mistake they will tell us ma'am it was like this that you said okay. so then we can yeah when then we can say sorry if you make a mistake but you can't do it the first time okay you have to be perfectly planned to introduce a concept at the first time there you can't do any virtual set trial and experimenting there <laughs> okay so the montessori concept yeah. kids between like you know 3 so uh, to 6 6 6 to 9 9 to 12 3 years age difference is uh, there probably it is kind of working yeah. out for the younger children and it is probably working out in the foreign countries where age yes, age yes, isn't yes. a matter do you think it is uh, you know possible to work it out in india or specifically you know the coimbatore tier 2 uh, cities you know the whole system that a school the unit let's say if it's sidwikas every person from the sub staff to everyone should be tuned to that okay and then we have to have our parents also who are, who are accepting it then it is possible otherwise you know you putting a one step forward and there are so many people if if your own teacher doesn't believe but if you have a teacher who who's come through the regular bed who is not exposed to the montessori system and they think this is not right okay. then it's a little difficult okay now that we have uh, that particular challenge Uh, you you love uh, yeah. montessori philosophy uh, in some way you will be implementing that in uh, chidvikas so can you uh, tell uh, certain yes. examples of uh, how you are doing that in a uh, normal school yes so the I mean the first thing of saying you know you have to give respect to the child that is that was one big that was one learning you respect the child okay. like she even used to she says you you want to talk to the child don't stand at your height and talk go down to that level Maybe I'm not doing that way. Okay. I sit down and talk to them. Maybe I'm not going to. I'm not doing that, but I definitely put the child first. Okay. The teacher's problem, everything doesn't. Uh, they are all secondary for me, but the child is comes first. Whatever the child wants. So okay. that is something I. I'm uh, definitely. I. I mean, I'm. I am doing it. That I'm hundred percent sure. If this is what the child wants, the parent will want something. Yes. The teacher might want something, but that is not important for me. What does the child want? Okay. So putting the child first, because for her everything was um, the Montessori philosophy is everything around only around the child. Child, yeah. And there are there are many more things, you know, which which is is very difficult. Sometimes even I am in two minds. Like she doesn't say, she says, don't have rewards and punishments. Yes. Yeah. Punishments we all know, but not even rewards also. Okay. She says, let the child. get her reward from the derived joy from the work she's doing he or she's doing okay the joy should be in doing the work okay not thinking okay my miss is going to put a star at the end of it or not because my mam is going to punish me at the end of it that okay. shouldn't be uh, uh, it's, a, it's isn't it beautiful isn't it very beautiful yeah but how much are we i, I wish i could do it in 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 a larger scale that one so that so much ingrained in us that reward and punishment is some we use this 
to get the child to do her work. But she says that's not the way the child should be loving to do the work just as it is. Okay. So that interesting a class should be. <laughs> maybe one thing I, how I changed is not really maybe to teaching. But you know, I was a person who was not so much so for karate and kung fu and things. You know, in okay. school to teach karate and kung fu. Okay. Some years before, because I thought children would get very aggressive, beat up each other, and things like that. But okay. today I've changed. Okay, because they, they want be, it. They know. They should know. Yes, they should know self-defense. Right. So even if they're little hitting here, this way, this way, but every I think every girl child, you know, it, the times have changed. Yes. So teaching them kung fu karate in school is okay. Okay. Because it's good for the child, <laughs> like that. What does real education uh, mean to you? How would you define uh, education? See, education is a man-making process. Yes, because information you can get. Information anyone can give you, but the school is a miniature world. You know, everything comes. It's a small world. It's it's a uh, it's a small model of the big world. As challenging as the world outside, but as far as adjustments and you know social behavior is concerned, yes, it's it's a small world. Okay. And you know, if we can give a lot of exposure and make make the child not, I'm not only talking about a knowledge that mm-hmm. is definitely there, but in all ways, a good human being comes out. You know, a person who is caring about the society, a person who who can stand, who is very emotionally strong. That is something I've always felt. Okay. Nothing should you know pull that person down. Okay. Uh, especially when I was starting Chidvikas, you know, there was this uh, economic uh, little depression, and there were many people being sent out. If you can't come out, or like you're, let's say you're thrown out of a job, and if you come out and you don't know what to do with your life, it's sad. Right. I don't think we're doing that. I should be able to pick up something and keep going ahead. Yes. Yeah. So there's some. I mean, which means I I also believe there should be some skill with you. You should also develop some skill. Okay. that is one thing as a person also you should not crash this belief is there in the child a teaching is definitely a skill and i know wherever i am i will survive i have that confidence you know so that kind of a confidence come what may come whatever be your situations are right you should be able to stand up in life and face life so i won't say they should become leaders that right. is not something because everybody cannot become a leader exactly. but they should be able to you know contribute with their own individual ideas they should be able to think they have to be self dependent they have to be caring because today is even even this morning i was thinking everything is you know when you when you are becoming very selfish all i mean i believe even the world wars that broke out is because of one individual selfish uh, it starts it starts right. from some selfish uh, desires only you know right i mean i want i want children to who can look around and feel for feel for others my observation is the teenage no Yes. Let's say from nine, ten, eleven, twelve college years, maybe yeah. maybe up to two years, they're all like that. Yes. Before that, maybe they are not aware. Okay. Then they are all very, very, you know, they're very uh, built, you know, charged up to do so many things, and then it gets fizzled out after they are thirty, twenty-five, thirty. Then they become me and my family, and everything goes on. That should be carried on. So if we can give something, some real good foundation by the time they leave school. Yes. they will get carried on now on to the i mean you know they take it forward and as they go in their life teachers can make children they can really make them you know build it up for them because definitely the 
uh, it's like this when they are up to class 5 they look up to their teachers they they think uh, maybe say up to class 7 okay okay teachers are everything for them then there is a period where they hate authority it can be teachers it can be parents right. friends are the most important right so at that point of time you cannot use uh, punishment yes you only have to keep re- i mean i've seen it work when i was in uh, chimavadela i've seen it work that is what i'm saying okay. when you reason out to them as to why this should be done or why this should not be done and with lots with lots and lots of love lots of <laughs> scoopings of love and reason okay because i say so do it doesn't work okay. immediately they will uh, go against it the challenge is everyone should think like this we don't get everyone to think uh, not all teachers many teachers okay that is why i say i also feel that this ba doesn't work you know getting in teachers who only have done a ba doesn't really help you okay. need teachers who love that love it as you know passionate about it okay then after the words maybe we can get them to do a ba okay as a person you should love to be in this profession ma'am uh, uh, what advice would you give to people like us who are uh, young and who want to get into education okay i'll come back to another uh, story we i mean since a lot of my experience has been in chennai vidyalaya we had a director of uh, i mean in, in our chennai education cell which was the governing body of all the chennai vidyalaya schools okay we had mr shaya ji who was who used to head the navodaya schools so okay. after his retirement he came into our uh, committee okay one experience with him is when i was teaching in bangalore chennai vidyalaya he asked when he came for a meeting he asked the teachers how many of you are in this profession because you like this profession i think we were about 20 25 teachers and only my hand went up okay okay so which was it's sad that you know all the others are there because it's a convenient job yes this was one experience okay another one the same chaya ji when he came to chennai vidyalaya here in wadavalli he was addressing the 11 students okay 11 standard students and he asked how many of you want to become doctors many hands went up engineers many hands went up i mean different professions he went so many hands went up then he asked how many want to become teachers not a hand went up okay so he says this is the then he says look nobody wants to be a teacher then how can we expect good teachers in the for the next generation how can we expect because you don't get some other job you're coming into teaching is uh, is really sad so if there are youngsters who are passionate about teaching please come and teach great ma'am <laughs> as simple as that yeah great <laughs> ma'am it was uh, wonderful talking to you yeah thank you thank you so much i also really love doing it because any talking about itself is very nice <laughs> very <laughs> relaxing very exciting not not just both relaxing and exciting yes <laughs> okay that brings us to the end of the show thank you so much for listening we have a separate it called hello educator where you can discuss uh, this episode if you are listening to us on soundcloud please give us a follow you can also subscribe to our newsletter on the mango.co/helloeducator you can check all the links in the show notes i want to wish all of you a very happy holiday season i'll catch you all in 2018 bye